everybody, welcome back and happy afternoon. So great to see you here today. You know, I've got to just say, in the midst of this crazy world, when you see some of these younger, I hate to say kids, but they could be my children, these younger ones that are up and coming in this movement, that care for our nation, that see the truth at their young age, that understand that what we're going through is a spiritual war, that understand God's word. 16-year-olds, 18-year-olds, 20-year-olds, when we see kids that age that have a voice, that are speaking up, I know for me, it gives me hope. And I'm sure that it will give you hope as well. Today, you're gonna be very encouraged by my guest. I've got Hannah Faulkner back in the studio. She's been on the show before. Today is Monday, November 27th. I'm Tanya Joy, and this is The Tanya Joy Show. Okay, well, we weren't shocked. Now, welcome back to the show. As well, I'm so excited to have you both on the show. And I know we had such good uh, feedback and reception. General Flynn, what an jo- honor. Joshua, Joshua tracked me down in a big tent of about 4,000 people. How are you? I am doing so great. Hello, everybody. Thank God, I am wonderfully great. Hello. Thank you very much. Because what is prayer? I'm just Jewish, you know what I mean? And I'm thrilled to be here with the two of you. <laughs> Me too. It's like- and that's who these crazies, these evil ones. It is. You said it oh, right. Good job. Perfect. We are the Gibson sisters. We are so excited to have them on with us on Resistance Chicks today. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's time to run. These people that get higher up, How? sometimes I've thought. Well, these are glory days and not gloomy days. Like, I love that. <laughs> Oh, no, you know, it, it, it kind of works. Awesome about the tour is people like you. Yeah. I love the applause. That's cool. There we go. Thank Hi, you. Joy. Everybody, welcome. We are so excited. Are you ready to get the show on the road? Let's go. Hey, friends. You already know the answer to this, but we'll ask you anyway. If you stay away from your favorite junk food for a month and then go back to supersizing it, will your health improve? Well, that's the thing about change. To change, we have to be as consistent as possible. And when we go back to an old habit, it's not the end of the world. We just get back at the new habit. Before you know it, real transformation is evident to you and others. That's why we offer a bunch of helpful bonuses when you subscribe to Kingdom Fuel. Kingdom Fuel is our complete nutritional meal shake. It's the simple start to a transformed life, and we'll auto-ship every month so you don't run out. You'll receive two free shaker cups, free access to our video courses, and a monthly call with us filled with practical inspiration. Just see the link below or on your screen and subscribe today. As our audience knows, uh, we don't do it. We don't promote anything unless it works. I fell off a ladder, fell down on, the, on my leg, opened it up, and there was great pain in it. So I, I, I used the patch, and immediately it went away. No pain. Backed by scientific research and rigorous lab testing, even people who have suffered for decades are getting amazing results. We now have hundreds of testimonials for pain relief, allergy relief, anti-anxiety, brain boost, keto boost, and many other solutions, all with zero drugs and no side effects. Quantum is simply about two things. One, intentions. 
as men thinketh, so he is. And two, renewing your mind with the Word of God. This unique yet potent multisensory approach is powerful, and it works. The patch provides the touch, and the included prayer guide uses your sight, speech, and hearing to utilize the senses God gave you. That's the quantum effect. Are you ready to experience the quantum effect? Go to QEstrong.com and use code B4A at checkout. All right, everybody, welcome back. We are so glad to see you here today. And remember, you can watch all of our content daily, uh, 4.14 p.m. Central on Rumble, the website, Facebook, Twitter, all of those things. But then you can watch us daily on the Blessed News Network at 3 p.m. Eastern. And as always, you can find out all about what we're doing over on the website at tanyajoy.tv. All right, let's get Hannah in here. Hello, how are you? I am doing well. I'm excited. It's crazy to think that a whole year ago, I think it was like January, late January, we met and I was on your show at the Reawaken Tour in Mount Julia. It's just crazy to think that was almost a year ago, but I'm excited. It's going to be a good, good show today. Isn't that crazy? I know it has been so long. Share with everybody as we start, when did you first tell everyone how old you are and then share with them how, because you had been already involved doing things before I met you. I mean, you were like a rock star when I met you already. So share a little bit more about that background to everybody. Yeah. So uh, I'm 16 and uh, I think when I met you, I was like 15 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I would say that the reawaken America tour was really the, the one in Mount Juliet was like my entryway to speaking and traveling the country, um, just sharing the truth with thousands of patriots. Um, but really it all began when I was like 13 and I wanted to speak the truth. I was seeing the spiritual war that we're facing and I didn't know how to get involved, but, uh, a, a lady with turning point came to my homeschool tutorial that I was attending at the time and just kind of explained what turning point was doing. And this spiritual war that we're in and how we could get involved and speak the truth on our high school campuses and and college campus for college students. And so I quickly started a turning point chapter, um, but I'm not sure if I shared this last time I was on your show, but it really wasn't until um, last year, August 22, um, when my um, eight-year-old sister, or my seven-year-old sister at the time, she's eight now, was paralyzed in a freak swimming accident, paralyzing her um, from the chest down. And so because of that, we were placed in um, like six different medical facilities. And it, that really showed us, my family and I, what was happening with the medical industry, how they were um, indoctrinating our children, um, forcing this this religious cult, um, rainbow cult, as I like to call it, the LGBTQ religion, onto the children. And so that really was what propelled me to speak out. I held the Teens Against Gender Mutilation rally actually just a week after um, I met you at the Reawaken Tour in Mount Juliet. So that's kind of been um, the entryway to, to this, um, to this movement and what's happening. But then, yeah, after I met you, so many things that happened, I joined the, the tour in Las Vegas in August. Um, so it's just been such an incredible, incredible experience. Um, just being able to meet so many patriots and also being able to talk to people that do not like me, that want me, um, to not be saying what I'm saying. And, and honestly, want me not alive. I've actually gotten a lot of death threats, um, but I was featured on the, we're here, we're here um drag show it's on hbo and that was you were yes i was um in one of the episodes so that was really interesting because i think a lot of times um especially my peers will say you know it's i'm so sad to see number one that you haven't experienced a childhood which is funny to me because this is like the greatest experience ever being able to meet some of the coolest people and getting to speak the all right. Sorry, everybody. We lost we lost connection. That's what happens sometimes when you do these things. So 
okay, wait, so go back. You were featured on, what's it called? And we're here on HBO drag show, like, like a show. Yeah, it's a show, drag show. And were you featured like knowingly, like they didn't have you on, they just talked about you. So I was, I spoke at a city council meeting, um, like 30 minutes from my house about the pornographic books that were being placed in our libraries. And they just so happened to be in town. They were at the school board meeting or at the city council meeting protesting it. And actually they were like mocking me during the, the city council meeting, of course. But after the meeting, they wanted to interview me and they wanted me to ask them questions. They wanted uh, to ask me questions. Wow. And so I was like, okay, sure. You know, I'm interested in this. I'm sure they totally twisted every word I said. I, you know, of course they did that. But I think the one of the most interesting things about being on that show and being interviewed was one of the statements I made. So I was um, asking them what their thoughts on what their thoughts were on um, our health secretary, Richard Levine, um, who calls himself Rachel Levine. Yeah. And I didn't even get to finish my sentence. And they said, don't you think that it's an insult to to call him something that he prefers not to be called? He actually prefers to be called Mrs. Rachel Levine. And I said, well, let me pose you a question. Don't you think that it's more of an insult to force me to call him something that he is not? He is not a woman. He is a man that is obsessed with women. He's putting on a fetish of women and he's mocking women. And so um, I, my question to them really was just, you know, what are your thoughts on him stating that uh, gender affirming care is suicide prevention care. And mm -hmm. of course they deny that they're like, well, that's actually not happening in this country. And they just, they, you know, they send you down this spiral of lies. And mm -hmm. um, at the end. I think we lost you again. You could tell that there was hope in their eyes and yeah. they were just so deceived. And that to me, cause there are some very, very evil mean people, a part of that movement um, that repeat, repeat. Cause we, you froze for just a second went right before you said um, that they put a smile on their face, I think. So what did you say right before that? Yeah, I think in a sense, like they were, they were given some hope of like, okay, maybe we aren't, this isn't the truth. We aren't a part of the, you know, of, of truth, or maybe we are denying the science. Cause I told them that multiple times. It's like, if you do believe this, if you do believe that it's okay for someone, uh, especially a minor to chop off their healthy breasts and genitals, then you are denying the science. And they right. really say, and that for me is just, um, it's sad to see that they've been so deceived and here they are putting on uh, this fetish of a woman. They're dressing up like women. I told them that I said, uh, they said, you know, what's your problem with what's your problem with us dressing like this? Like, we just want to dress up and have fun. And I said, well, what's the problem is you're mocking me. You're mocking real women. You're going into women's bathrooms, stripping women of their innocence and their privacy, privacy. And that that's that's an offense that's offensive to women. And so, of course, you know, they had nothing to say there. But um, that was a really cool opportunity, just really being able to talk to these people, because I think that's the problem is we don't really know mm -hmm. um how to debate them. We don't really know how to counteract these arguments with coming in with full of grace and truth, because we're either um, coming out of, of just like, ah, like you're wrong. You're going to hell. Like you're so, you know, all of these lies are evil. Like, no, we, we have to be just like Jesus. He says he was full of grace and truth. And so just approaching those things um, like that, I think it's, it's important, but yeah, that was a really cool opportunity uh, just to hear what's on their heart and um, what they're going through and just being able to take a look of, of what's actually happening within the LGBTQ movement. Wow, that's incredible. What an amazing story. And, you know, there are so many now. I know you've probably seen them. I think they're on Twitter. Um, they're called Gays Against Groomers. And so there is kind of this sub 
culture, if you will, forming within the LGBTQ, the transgender uh, world and a separation even within them where there are certain ones that they maybe they agree or are okay with drag for adults only. Now I, I would say I don't agree with it in any sense only because of the Bible, right? I mean, we, we believe in what the word says and I still would be against it, but those individuals are now coming out in support of protecting the kids saying no kids shouldn't be allowed there. No, the books shouldn't be in the school. And it's, that's a tough one. Have you been confronted with that? Cause that's a real tough one in my opinion of like, but you're still pushing it. Like, you know what I mean? Have you encountered that at all? Yeah. So I, um, I actually, I'm, I have like a whole like thing on that. So I, you know, at the same time, you're like, Oh, we're proud of you for, you know, stepping away. But at the same time, you know, sin is sin. And, And as Christians, we believe that, you know, you don't, you're not born gay. You're not born an adulterer. We're all born sinners and we choose whether or not we're going to live an immoral or immoral lifestyle. So really, I do not support gays against groomers as a whole. I support uh, people not allowing children to mutilate their 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 genitals and pumping their bodies for, full of hormones. Um, but I think that there is a line of hypocrisy there mm-hmm. um, because it's in a sense saying, you know, we're not as bad as you. We're not as sinful as you. We're not as bad that we want to cut off our genitals, but you're still living a life of immorality. And so for me, it's like saying um, womanizers against rapists. Like, no, you're still a womanizer. You're just not a rapist. You're not forcing people uh, to sleep with you. And so while, you know, obviously that's a different example, um, I just- It's a good example. It's a very, yeah, it's a very good example. Or the people, I mean, I don't know if you've seen this, I've seen it and I've done some shows on it. And now my, my mind is, um, Oh, Dennis Prager, Dennis Prager has come out talking that it's okay for men to look at pornography mm-hmm. as long that. as they're not, uh, enact like acting it out or something. Mm-hmm. And it's that same, it's that same argument. You, you can't, it's double-minded. It's being yep. double-minded at that point. You can't have one and speak against the other. You know, you either you're you're either hot or cold, like the Bible says. You can't be lukewarm. But it is that is an interesting one because we're starting to see that. And I like how you say, you know, it's not. It's like they're saying, well, we're not as sinful. We're not doing it as bad. It, it is. It's a very strange thing. I'm very curious to see what's going to come of this, you know, in the coming years, and and especially now, like your generation, as your generation comes up how your generation is going to impact and, and switch because we will see that we'll see a, a shift. What are you seeing? Cause I know you're involved at turning point and you're involved at different with different organizations at a different level within this community. So what are you seeing and think and kind of think is going to come? Yeah. I mean, it's really sad. I just saw a statistic the other day that showed only 18% of my generation Gen Z is proud to be an American, uh, which oh, is no. a, a startling statistic um, because we do live in the greatest country, you know, amid all of the issues that we're facing, we still enjoy these freedoms and liberties. And so for, for me, it's, it's really sad. And I think another issue that we have though, is the fact that we as Christians, especially have believed this lie that politics and religion are to be separate and they're not because God put them together. And I think, especially as I, I go to youth group every now and then when I can, when I'm not speaking, and 
a lot of these kids, they don't want to talk about politics because they're like, oh, well, that's not a religious issue. And it's like, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Abortion is a religious issue. It's all over the Bible. You know, you're born fearfully and wonderfully made. Like God knows the numbers of hair on your head. Like that is a spiritual issue. Cutting off your genitals, cutting off your healthy breast and pumping your bodies full of hormones. That's a spiritual issue because you're attacking the body that God has created for you. And so all of these issues we are facing are equally both spiritual and political issues. And I, I really believe that because we as the church have believed this lie, now we're here where we have people not standing the truth, where we're not bringing Christ into the public square. And instead, the government is influencing the church, um, influencing Christians to look more like the world. And so uh, it's really sad, but I do have hope when I go to things like, you know, America Fest and see over 10,000 students there, I'm just ready to fight for a country um, till the end and speak the truth. And that's what our country needs. We need more um, Truthfully, we need more real men. We need more men to speak the truth, no matter how hard the persecution gets. Uh, Because I really do believe that the reason we're here also is because uh, we've emasculated men through the feminist movement. So I I do have hope um, when I see kids. I actually just got a message the other day uh, from a girl who is a proclaimed atheist. Uh, She was heavily involved with the LGBTQ and she was pro-Biden, which crazy to think that but now she's obviously she's she's not pro Biden seeing you know what happened um but she's also not an atheist anymore and she's a proclaimed Christian she gave her life to the Lord and she messaged me the other day and she said Hannah when I first met you I hated you so much I hated everything you stood for um I was it was just it angered me when you talked about these issues um but I actually just wanted to let you know that I've been watching your speeches listening to your videos and um I just wanted to contact you and let you know that I'm actually no longer an atheist. I have gave my life to the Lord and um, I'm no longer standing on the side, on the wrong side of history with the Democratic Party. So that to me is what gives me hope is when I get messages like that from my generation um, and just and they also want to take a stand because not only have they turned, not only have they flipped sides, but they're now ready to take a stand for the yeah. truth to me is what gives me hope. So it almost it's almost like when they flip, when uh, somebody flips and they kind of wake up, if you will, almost like that prodigal son, you know, before he came home, he woke up, he realized, what am I doing? I'm like in a pig slop eating pig food. Why am I doing this? My my dad's like a wealthy man, right? That moment where they wake up. It's almost like because the conversion is so real and and there's such a quick reality that's quickened to them, it is, it's that immediate shift that they're, everything they once knew is, is no longer. It's really the truest example of coming to Christ and seeing and allowing him um, to really transform us. And remind, so you're 16 now and are you, I'm sure you're seeing this. I mean, I'm sure you get a lot of pushback because I, you know, my oldest daughter who is pulled into this narrative, she's 24. um, But then my son, who's 22, and my younger daughter, who's going to be 18, they're not like that. They have, you know, they see the reality of what's going on. And my younger one doesn't always like to talk about it. She's just more, you know, I think she's just, she doesn't like the confrontation. And that's okay. Not everybody has to be a voice up front, you know. Um, But what is like, do you see a separation, I guess, in the different age groups where certain age groups do seem to be influenced uh, harder than uh, others? Yeah, we definitely say middle school and high school. Um, I mean, that's when you're, you know, very impressionable. I mean, even elementary school, like obviously you're the most impressionable then. Yeah. Um, but now you have all of this peer pressure, your hormones are raging and you just want to, you want to 
please everyone. You're kind of like getting into this people pleasing stage. And yeah, I, I mean, even just seeing that in the church, like I, I started going to, to youth group when I was nine and my youth group has, it's two, 300 kids um, in just high school. This is just high school. Wow. And just seeing the shift, I feel like over the, just the four years that I've been in high school, everything's just been dumbed down, not just mm. by the teaching, but also just in um, the way that everybody, the things that people are talking about, the things that people wow. Oh, it just is continuing to trickle down even like more immature. It's like you're, you, you feel like you're talking to, to middle schoolers when actually these people aren't just in high school. Um, and so to me that, yeah, it's just, it's very sad. I was just asked a 15 year old, I was like, Hey, do you know, like, have you heard about our vice president? And they didn't even know who our vice president was. Wow. It was just, I was just using an example of, of, you know, what something that she said. And so to me, that's what's sad is these people just aren't educated, but it's also because of the parents, the parents aren't doing their job educating their children, talk to mm -hmm. the, talking to them about these issues. Um, but yeah, I do want to just say, like, not everybody has, not everybody's going to get up on a stage and spitball everything. Not everybody's called to have a podcast. Not everybody's called to do that. Some people are called um, to be moms, to be wives, to be um, pastors, to be ministers, mm -hmm. um, to be on the mission field in Africa or whatever it may be, but we're all called to speak the truth in whatever area we're in. I think once we realize that, that's a motivation, that is a tool that we can use. Um, because I, I, I get oftentimes asked, you know, how can I be like you? Like, how can I speak? And it's like, well, actually, maybe you're not called to get on a stage and speak. Maybe you're not, maybe you are called to do something even greater or something different. But I think that's what's so unique about the body of Christ is that we all have different pieces. We all have different parts in the body of Christ. And once we recognize that, once we recognize our purpose, um, it's just such a beautiful thing. So I just want to say that because I know you're, you said your daughter's quieter and that's kind of how my sister is. And sometimes mm -hmm. like she feels like maybe I'm not doing enough, but it's like, no, like you are doing enough. Yeah. We just have different personalities and different right. And that's such a beautiful thing. So, um, but yeah, when it comes to the peer pressure, uh, that to me is what's really sad because not only just the peer pressure, but it's what our United States government is encouraging. You're seeing it in the educational system. We have CRT being pushed. We have gender ideology being pushed. And what's something, something that's so interesting, I was just researching this the other day, is have you ever heard the, the question? It's like, where are all the feminists at? Mm -hmm. And I realized gender ideology is in schools because of the feminist movement. We have Dylan Mulvaney putting on a fetish of women because of the feminist movement. The feminist movement wasn't really created for, for women's gain, for personal. Right. They, I, I think it was, uh, I can't remember, Betty Friedman. She said mm -hmm. that the, the reasoning for the feminist movement was for women to have personal satisfaction, which is interesting because now we have women as the most unhappy, unfulfilled, suicide, yeah. anxiety-ridden generation of women than ever before. So the feminist movement did not bring any personal satisfaction. It did not make women happier, did not make men happier. Instead, it yeah. broke down the nuclear family. It emasculated men and made women the most unhappier than ever before. And so that to me is what is so interesting. As I was doing research, I, I realized that, you know, the reason why we have sex education in our schools, um, it's because of the feminist movement. We have gender ideology in our schools because of the feminist movement. And so, um, I mean, that's a whole other topic, but yeah, it's, it's really sad to me to see what's happening. But I think yeah, and, and you made a point earlier, and I was going to have you touch on this as well, because it's very rare to see a young girl who's your age to be able to say, we need men to be men. We need to see a level of masculinity. You know, I grew up where, I mean, like my mindset was like, 
the the cute boys were the ones that were like, you know, in the gym, like, you know, they they were masculine, you know, they carried themselves different. Like those were the ones that like, at least when I grew up, like those are the ones you wanted to see, not like the ones that are more. And I hate to say this because it doesn't mean that if someone doesn't go to the gym that you're wimpy. It's just there's a difference in persona. There's a difference in the way a man carries himself. There's a difference in a way that a man can hold a conversation um, and be, you know, strong, not overbearing or, you know, I'm not saying that, but it's kind of like they took the small percentage of men that were overbearing and they went, we're getting rid of everything that looks like that. And so instead, we want you all to be wimpy and just subservient and let the women rule. But share what you think about all of this masculinity, because, you know, they're calling those that are masculinity as dangerous and as a bad, you know, as some dangerous thing. And I, for one, would love to see masculine men come back onto the scene. No, absolutely. I uh, I do believe that the feminist movement was is a war on masculinity. I mean, you have to in order to break down the family, you have to emasculate men. And what's interesting to me is the 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 biggest supporter of the feminist movement was Nicholas Rockefeller, the Rockefeller family. And he's even on record stating that the feminist movement was the fastest way to enslave humanity. And that is why his family supported it. And so how do you enslave humanity? Well, you have to break down the nuclear family, you have to emasculate men so that women will now instinctively become controlling, um, divisive. And so, yes, men are called to lead, they're called to protect, they're called to provide, women are called to nurture. Um, they have a more compassionate and nurturing spirit about them. And listen, this is a beautiful thing. Like I, I always talk about this, like this is not a women need to get back to the kitchen and shut up. No, women have such a unique role in society, but because we've abandoned our Judeo-Christian uh, roles as men and women in society, now we're seeing these statistics show that by 2030, if we continue the path we're on, 45% of women aged 25 to 44 will be single and childless. And so, um, yeah, it's always been a war on masculinity. It's been a war on the family unit. And yeah, like you said, we do want masculine men. We want alpha men. But I think also what we need to realize is an alpha man isn't just someone that looks beastie. This isn't someone that looks like a beast and goes to the gym and takes steroids and all of right. this stuff. So a masculine alpha male is someone who will stand in the face of evil and speak the truth no matter how hard it gets. That's a masculine man. And that's a man that we need, a man that we need in the White House. Because right now we have a perfect example of what a beta man looks like. This is, look where he's got us as a country. Mm -hmm. And so I always say, you know, you know, why is our American border wide open? Why do we have clowns running the show? And it's because we broke down the family and we emasculated men. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, no woman wants a beta boy. Uh, I don't know if you saw the videos that went viral from liberal women saying that they couldn't find a masculine liberal man, but all of the liberal men they could find uh, were just weak. They were weaker. And so all of the masculine men they found were conservative. And that to me was, it was hilarious. I was so like, exactly. Funny. Like all women want masculine men. They don't yeah. want and they want men that will provide for them, that will protect them, and that yeah. will lead. And so, yeah, I uh, as I've just been doing research into the feminist movement lately, it's been it's been scary to 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 think because I always thought. I mean, last time I was on your show, I think I said that the greatest threat to the nuclear family was the LGBTQ. And then, as I've been doing research, the reason why LGBTQ is a threat to the nuclear family is because of the feminist movement. Mm -hmm. And so just seeing that the everything just trickle down and it's, yeah. I mean, it's always an agenda. It's in a Marxist agenda, but above all else, it's Satan's agenda. This has yeah. been 
agenda all along since the Garden of Eden, uh, destroying the family unit between Adam and Eve. So yeah, I, I, uh, I definitely believe this is a war on masculinity. We need a strong man. There's a quote, I can't remember who it's by, but it's hard times create hard men, hard men create good times, good times create soft men and soft men create hard times. And so right now we're in the in-between of soft men and hard times. And I truly believe if we don't have strong men uh, stand up, lead their families and lead this country. Uh, we're going to be in hard times pretty soon. Um, and really the last time we had hard men was in World War II uh, around the 1940s when men were storming the beaches of Normandy, knowing yeah. they were going to die. Um, but they realized that this was for America, this was for their family, and this was for the future of America so that the future generations could can enjoy their freedoms that they got to enjoy. So uh, to me, I, I I do have hope. I know I sound all doom and gloom when I speak, but I do have hope because when I go to events, like Turning Point events, when I go to Reawaken America tour and I see some of the young people like Alex Alex Stone, you know who Alex Stone is. Yes. Um, what he's doing is just fantastic, by the way, just with, uh, I think it's Dr. Cordy. Uh-huh. Flan and all of them, this whole Operation Z project that he's doing. Those are the people that give me hope because I know that we're on the same team. I know that we're on the same team for to fight for freedom and fight for our country. So I'm excited. I know that, uh, I, again, I talk a lot about doom and gloom and things that are sad. and and uh, But it's just reality of what's happening. But I, I do believe that there is going to be a wave of hope. There's going to be a revival in our country. But it's up to us. It starts with us. It doesn't start with anyone else. But it's up to us whether or not we're going to save this country. So. So good. You you have so much wisdom. It just blows my mind. Have you like studied the Bible ever since you were real little? Did your mom have you guys do that in, in school and everything? So, yeah, I mean, I was homeschooled, um, but I would say my, so my dad was a pastor for nine years. Not very much. Okay. Um, so, yeah, just being able to, to see my dad, he went through seminary for 10 years and being able to see him as a pastor, that really taught me a lot. And it taught me a lot about um, leadership. It taught me a lot about um, the church as a whole. Mm -hmm. And even just, um, and this is a different topic, but I just want to say this real quick. What, when I had the Teens Against Gender Mutilation rally, something that taught me a lot about the church was how, um, how coward, how how much we have cowered down to the government. I mean, we bring up this whole like separation of church and state, which was never mentioned in the Constitution. But the purpose of Thomas Jefferson mentioning it was so that the state didn't influence the church. Yep. And so, um, obviously, now we we see that the state has influenced the church, and that's why the church is is bowing down to the IRS and their 501c3 so they don't get taken away. Um, but yes, no, ever since I could remember, I'm so grateful for my parents. And I know you're a wonderful mom too. I think I've actually met, did one of your children come to the reawaken tour? No, but do you know who that was? That was a good friend of mine's son. And he, that was Joshua. And he was helping in Nashville because he like, and he's young. I think he's only maybe 11 or 13 he's young and um but he has such a heart for the same thing you know, he's just passionate and he understands and he gets it that this is a spiritual war so he was he's like my little adopted son from from church my kids haven't been there yet i keep trying to get them but they're both busy with their own things and so they have not been able to make it yet but it's just it's such a um encouragement and you mentioned alex again he's another one that you know, I, I always feel bad. Like, I don't want to make him feel like I'm like a mom, but he's like, he's, he's young enough to be my son. And so I just, I see you guys and it gives me such hope. Um, because 
if we have, if, if we don't have the next generation, if we don't have your generation to stand up, then we are in trouble. And I understand what that means to, to me when I'm, you know, 20 years from now. Um, if we don't have kids like you coming in as the next generation, we're in big trouble. And so I just, I think it's always important that whether it's church, whether it's a political arena, whatever area of influence, whether it's Hollywood, the, the, true people that understand where we are. We've got to invest in your generation. We have to invest in putting you guys on the stage, giving you a platform, giving you a voice, encouraging you. What do you need? Whatever it can be, because you're the next generation. You're the ones. And like you mentioned, we're in these soft man, you know, weaker man, hard times. That's going to shift. And it'll shift as you guys get into that more adult stage. That's when we will see it probably fully, you know, shift in the other direction. So it's very, very exciting. Now you tell everybody where they can find you and you've got a new website available, right? Yeah. So I, I, you know, like a lot of people know that if, you know, heard my speeches, watch my speeches with General Flynn at the Reawaken Tour or wherever, I definitely don't like beta boys. I like to call them beta boys because those are the weak men of our age. I love it. And so I was tired of complaining. I was like, I've got to stop complaining. I've got to do something. So I, I started a website, Culture of 1776. I've got some merch, um, one that says like, no beta boys, make men masculine again with the hard times quote on the back. I've got a, my pronouns are USA and just some other merch items is you can, uh, your listeners can find me at culture of 1776.com. And then I have an Instagram, Hannah Faulkner, 1776, Twitter, Hannah F 1776. And then I also have a YouTube, um, and that is Hannah Faulkner. So, so incredible. I mean, just amazing. And, um, it's just so exciting. Is there anything else you would like to leave or encourage everybody with, uh, as we close out today? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I just want to say, um, I always stand by the quote from John Adams that says, always stand on principle, even if you stand alone. So whether you're 10 years old or 80 years old, so always stand on principle. If you're the only one believing, obviously, that there are only two genders, just following basic science um, and standing on basic principle, stand on that principle, don't waver, um, keep speaking the truth and stay encouraged, stay in the word of God, um, because that's the only thing that we can be encouraged by. Truly, that's the only fulfillment that we can find. And that's in Jesus Christ. So just stay encouraged and stay in the fight. And I just want to say, God bless you guys. You are a rock star. So awesome. So exciting. Now, will you be at the California Reawaken Tour? I'm hoping to be there. I will be at AmFest, which is like the state. They're like, oh, yeah. At the back. So I'm like trying to see if I can make it to California because it's like an eight hour drive. Um, but we'll see. Hopefully I'll be there. Fingers crossed. So. Awesome. Wow. Well, so good. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show again. It's so exciting to see what you're doing. And as you continue to grow, we'll have to have you back again. And just, it's so important. I mean, I, I see kids like you and I go, you know, I know from the reality that the chance that I have to impact another kid your age is a lot less than you impacting another student your age. Like you've got a unique ability because you're in their age group. I'm, you know, I'm looked at more as the mom. So it's just really exciting. And I'm so grateful that you are in this fight and I'm so honored to know you. And I'm so excited to see all the things God's going to do for you and with you over the next year. So, uh, Remember, everybody, check Hannah out. We'll put her social links down in the description below. Go to her website, cultureof1776.com. Hannah, thank you so much for joining us. Look forward to having you here again. Y'all, thank you so much. What an amazing young woman, right? It's just 
blows my mind away. Today's scripture, we're going to end the day with Matthew 5, 8. And I thought this was so fitting after having Hannah on. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And you can see it all over her. She has such a pure heart. And she is seeing the goodness of God in the land of the living. So thank you so much for watching. Uh, again, you can find more out about me at TanyaJoy.tv. Be sure to catch our daily show, The Tanya Joy Show, on the Blessed News Network, as well as all streaming devices. So thanks again for joining, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98, or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know MyPillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to MyPillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all MyPillow products. For example, you get our six-piece towels for only $29.98. Or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, political instability. All of these can have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. But they can also cause gold and silver to go up. Hi, this is Dr. Kirk Elliott. Buy gold, buy silver, buy now, but buyer beware. Precious metals companies are not created equal. As a PhD economist, I have been in the financial, economic, and precious metals business for three decades. The philosophy of my firm is people over profit. I encourage you to read my bio to learn more about me at kirkelliottphd.com. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, 401k, and outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets any longer. Call 720-605-3900 or visit KirkElliottPhD.com. Here at the Tanya Joy Show, we are growing in many ways. From new marketing strategies, the continual new lineup of guests, and even new show structures. We are constantly working hard on stretching out to reach more people with the truth of God's word and the truth about the days we are in. But we need your help for the next steps. If you would consider partnering with us for just $10 a month, basically the price of going to a coffee shop, it would assure that we can keep on growing. Go to tanyajoy.tv right now and set up auto donate. It will automatically come out every month. And every donation you make is now tax deductible through our nonprofit. We want to keep giving back and we need your help. So thank you from the bottom of our heart for partnering with us in this way. Again, go to tanyajoy.tv right now. And for just $10 a month, you can make a huge difference in how we continue in this fight. Again, that's tanyajoy.tv, $10 a month, set it up, auto pay, and we will be so grateful. Thank you again from the bottom of my heart. God bless you. And remember, truth always wins.
hope you've enjoyed this episode of Beauty for Ashes with Tanya Joy. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you've enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and remember you were created for such a time as this.